defenses. Initiate bank protocol. Initiate bank protocol. Initiate bank protocol. Initiate bank protocol. What's good, shoes? Welcome to another episode of Bird Protocol. Today we're covering a uh, one one roller coaster ride of a story, a game that uh, announced a decade ago, and uh, and it was a long journey to get where we're at now. But first and foremost, I'm your host, Palm Reader, with my co-host Otis Morris. Otis, how you doing? Doing good, doing good. I'm uh yeah, I'm I'm fucking I'm cybered up, you know. I'm fucking I got all of my decks ready to go. Uh yeah, you know, my cyberware, you know, no malfunctions, no malfunctions no. today. None. Feeling good. Mm-hmm. Don't have to talk to uh Keanu Reeves, who you can only see. Uh living Yeah, inside I'm not body. having a uh internal existential crisis uh because a 50-year-old dead terrorist is living inside of my brain. Um Rock That's actually roll. how I feel a lot of days, <laughs> especially last year when I went through my huge facade phase. I was just I was convinced people were coming for me even though there was zero need for anybody to come for me. But uh if you read enough about uh, you know, secret service agents and how they make people disappear and terrorism, um, you will think strange things. So don't recommend it, even though it is highly interesting. But hey, it's a rabbit hole. Maybe, you need to be prepared to go down. Yeah, maybe, maybe, you know? uh, maybe you know, Alice, step away from the uh, from the rabbit hole. You don't need to go down yeah. there. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. yeah. So we're we're talking obviously about a um, uh, uh, cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Uh, from CD Projekt Red, uh, a game that, uh, yeah, it was announced 10 years ago uh, at E3 in 2012. Um, And it took almost 10 years for the game to be finished. It crossed multiple different uh, generations of uh, consoles um, and just like a wide... Some would argue the game is still not finished. Yeah, I give I I you know what I'll give it we'll get to that because like I'm I have my opinions we've talked about it before but this game has had oh boy it was like a rise and fall and then rise and then fall and then rise again with a question mark you know like there's yeah. there's a, a lot to it but with that being said after putting hours and hours and hours into the game and finishing it and doing almost all of the mm-hmm. side quests. I still got some uh, gigs left to do, but all the main side quests, except for one or two that I missed at the start of the game that I didn't realize were like time dependent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and we should say we both have played this game at various different States throughout the past year and a half. It's been out. Like we yeah. were there day one, we were there, day 45 we were there day fucking 12 when they were like here have your money back and we were like no we'll keep it so yeah, and we were we've there. been through all these versions of this game some were in, made good improvements some it's it's a it, yeah so i don't know i've played this game i'd like to say probably like four times now <laughs> yeah given um, how many different states it's been but and, yeah and there's a lot to do. We should say we've also played this game like yesterday. Like I'm still, we, I recently finally played the last mission and went back. 
to do the just one more gig to finish the um the various like gig fixer gigs and stuff like that that they the -hmm. new ones that they added and then also just the ones that i hadn't done and as i said i missed a couple of the time sensitive or like um uh, circumstantial sensitive missions at the start with certain character arcs uh, not realizing that i couldn't go back and do it so there's a couple that were missed um but Mm -hmm. for the most part i've you know done a lot of the stuff in the game i've done as much as i can uh up until or i until this episode we're recording um and i put a lot of time in it like i'm talking i think over 40 hours 50 hours into the game um and yes as otis said we've played it in various states some unplayable um and some some unplayable but fun yeah (laughs) like there was a moment where there was a certain state of this game where it was horrendous absolutely horrendous by gaming standards but incredibly fun like the bugs there was a good couple months where this game was so buggy. It was actually fun. Like it was funny, but then it's like watching yeah. a bad movie. It's, it was, it was funny. It was frustrating yeah. at times. Cause you try and do stuff like you try and get in a car and all of a sudden you'd T pose and the cars would fly into the sky. But, yeah. um, but it's funny, you know, makes for good, mm-hmm. like laughing, haha, good joking content, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I will say with the state of the game that it's in now, uh, it is pretty good, pretty, pretty good. Uh, I, I, especially once they did the next gen update and it was running on PlayStation five, which I feel like is what yeah. they always should have just, it should have just yeah, been PlayStation the full, five. uh, PS five and Xbox series X, like the current generation, uh, release, like what they released in February, 2022, that is the version of the game that should have been yeah. released. February 2022 is when this game should have came out and it should have came out exclusively PC, PS5 and uh, Xbox Series X. That's what it should have been. They I don't know why they bothered with previous PlayStation and Xbox generations. It just I don't know. Yeah. Which is weird because on mine, on my PlayStation, I had an original PS4 whatever the base PS4 was and like I could play every game, but this game not only did it make my fucking PlayStation sound like the Tumblr from the Dark Knight, it also <laughs> fucking it just didn't run properly. But then Steve, who also I, I don't know if he had a regular PS4 or a Pro, he was like, "No, I'm not really having much issue at all." And Steve like has beaten this game multiple times, and that's and wh- he what I wanted to bring up. You you po- yeah. po- you touched on a really important point, much like COVID everybody's problems were different because I could play it on my, when, when it first came out, it was really unplayable, but then they Mm -hmm. did a patch like a a month or two later and it became relatively playable. A lot of the, the problems that I, I faced were minuscule enough that I could play a decent amount of the game um, without any game breaking glitches. Uh, Occasionally Mm -hmm. I would have one, but I just, learned to i mean the game auto saves anyway so it wasn't a big deal but like i just learned to um be cautious about saving regularly um yeah which you should do in really any rpg game um which is a thing i always forget um because as you mentioned uh earlier uh like there's a lot of quests that like are time sensitive or like you know if you do one thing it might cancel out another which was something that i remembered from the witcher 3 that was like a big learning curve like 
because this game, I would say it's closest things. It's it's very much the DNA of The Witcher and like the DNA of like a game like GTA five. And then, you know, it has the futuristic cyberpunk setting. And so like there were parts of it where like I recognized like the whole quest lines and how you can lose quest lines. I was like, oh, this is directly from like The Witcher, which like is a style of, like I recognize. So like it has elements of the CD project like red dna of their games but like it was very fractured for the first couple of months it was bad it was Mm -hmm. not good like i i don't know there's so many different stories about why how it happened how we got how it got to come out the way that it did um you know certain people on the cd project red team came out and took the blame for it but I, I also think that might be someone taking the fall so that the, the board doesn't look bad. I, there's just mm-hmm. so much stuff around this. But you have to understand this game was uh, teased in 2012. Uh, or I think it was announced in 2012, sorry. And then it was teased at E3 2013. I might be wrong about that, but it was 2012, 2013 was when it was announced and first teased. Yeah, and then, it was a lot. I'm pretty sure this game was in production longer than like The Witcher 3 was. Like yeah. it's been, yeah, this game's been a long, long time coming. Uh, you know what? I can actually, it's, I have that pulled up. It was announced... Uh, trailers for the game were released in 2013 yes so it was announced in may 2012 and then the trailer came at e3 2013 uh or released it was released in 2013 and played at e3 and then in 2018 and 2019 as well um and it was initially confirmed for microsoft windows playstation 4 and xbox one and that was at e3 2018 as they went along, eventually, you know, they said there was going to be a next a next gen version, a next gen update, um, which we did get, as Otis said, this past February. And uh, yeah, I agree that that should have been the version that just came out because this game is so big, so wide. Uh, it 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 a lot of the mechanics kind of need the power of the PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X. Uh, uh, um, hard drive like the ssd uh solid state state drives that they use uh, Mm -hmm. and the computing power plus the graphic stuff that they have i just think that it would have been a smarter choice um to put it out on the ps5 but let's as we're bemoaning all this stuff that happened and i'm sure that if people are listening they know i mean if you if you play video games and you're listening to this because you played cyberpunk or you wanted to know about cyberpunk, you probably know that when it came out, it was an uh, unmitigated disaster uh, for CD project red. They lost all of their credibility um, and people were mm-hmm. pissed off. They took it from the PlayStation store. They took it. From and is- we cannot say like CD project red, like they, this was a cherished cherished studio like the witcher 3 is one of the most beloved games of all time and it and like, it bangs like the we it, will yeah, do a witcher, witcher so good. i have episode. hundreds of hours logged in the yeah, witcher that game 3. is that game so sick. hard it's so sick. and now it's a fucking franchise that multimedia franchise it is huge okay like obviously you know it was originally a novel and then they made the games and now they've sort of the books and games have sort of been cross uh, adapted into the Netflix series. 
Witcher, Geraldo Rivera, huge. People love that shit. Yeah. So people were on board for this and, game. And you have and, to say that the Witcher 1 and Witcher 2 games were good, but the Witcher 3 was like redefining mm-hmm. game. Redefining yeah, it's like video game GTA good, like, 1 and 2. It's like, yeah. yeah, those are games that people played and people liked, but GTA 3 was like, holy shit. And Witcher GTA 3 was like that too. for like... Personally, I think The Witcher 3 is better than, like, Skyrim. Like, in terms of open-world, medieval, RPG, fantasy, like, The Witcher's t- top tier. Like, it's yeah, up. The Witcher like, rules. I love it. Yeah. Anyway. Hell yeah. So, CD Projekt Red was, they were, the hype for this game was unbelievable. They'd been teasing and talking about it. The development process was, like, many, many, mm-hmm. many, many years. It comes to and the And what day- they were, like, saying. Sorry to cut you off Yeah, again. go, go. Um. But what they were like, how this game was pitched, they were like saying cyberpunk, like you're you have infinite choices, like everything you do, it impacts something. Like they were they were pushing this game. They're like no loading screens. The world is massive, and you know what? They lived up to a, some of this. Like some of the things, the role playing aspect that they really amped up. I don't think they got it. Like no. to I mean, the even, level that they were hyping it up, but this game, like the hype, was insane. Yeah, and they were saying things like you could get. They had there were hundreds and hundreds of tattoos. You could customize your character like down to each individual part of the face. They said that there mm-hmm. was going to be huge interactable crowds in the world. That there was going to be uh, all of these kind of decision based uh, lines of chance that change the gameplay. That as you said, everything you do has a consequence and all this stuff and and it was all set in this giant sprawling world of night city um and it was going to be this like kind of masterpiece grand arc story which um after playing it on the next gen consoles which there's pretty much zero load time and uh you know they've revamped the crowds they've revamped the combat they've revamped the driving they've revamped pretty much all of the major stuff plus all the patches to the to the uh different missions and gigs and everything like that now it plays though not what was exactly promised it plays much like what was initially uh shown to the world and given to the mm-hmm. world and the the idea of what it was supposed to be now it is really there it is a game with in, incredible depth and backstory um mm-hmm. world building is off the charts uh just the sheer number of uh characters that you interact with whether it's the fixers whether it's random events that happened whether it's the main story or the side quests um you know, there's racing, there's hand-to-hand combat, there's um, a large sweeping story about taking down a mega corporation and and getting this relic yeah. of uh, Keanu Reeves, who plays like a wild, horny rock and roll terrorist, as you said. Yeah, it uh, covers terrorism, rock stars, like... Uh, there's like trans like stuff about trans people in there there's like all there's like it touches on so many things like the corporate espionage corporate terrorism like you know class equality there's so many themes and different things that this covers then like the rock and roll thing like the clubs like the dingy fucking crevices that you can go into and then like just if you want to explore this world it's so interesting but at times it's so 
massive. You're just like, you have no idea where you are sometimes. Um, yeah. And you, like, I'm still finding places that I had never seen. Mm-hmm. Like when I was playing, as I was running through all the, the gigs and side quests and stuff, there was parts of the map that, and they also changed the map. They reworked the map and reworked the whole, they reworked everything in the game to make it more streamlined. And and they did a good job by up to like the version we have now. There's still mm-hmm. another major patch that's coming out and then there's going to be DLCs and stuff like that. Or, or I, I don't know if they're free. I think they're free, but yeah, um, I, I think at this point, I don't think they can faithful, like in good faith, charge anybody any more money for this game. Like, yeah, but to um, be fair, but the um, world and is- this game has sold millions of copies. So, like, even though it has been, it was critically panned and praised at the same time, and you know, didn't work. This game still sold, and I think there was a lot of people who had faith in CD Projekt Red, like you and I, that you know we didn't get our refunds, and we have, and we're now happy with a eighty dollar game that you know we could have refunded and bought for like. Five. You there are times where you could have bought this game for like five dollars in the last year. Yeah, like they're giving this game away. Like they just want people to play it, I think, and just be like, hey, no, I swear to God, it's a game that you can play. I swear, just please play it. We need money. Well, just give us something. I, and I, I, they, as, as of the last quarter, this past quarter's financial thing, they said 18 million copies of the game were sold. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, they, they, and you touched on the Yeah, but those are at like a lot of those sales have got to be game, like the game bought at a fraction price. Like that's the yeah. thing. I imagine so many people were like okay i'll buy this game they bought it for like sale for like 10 15 20 bucks or whatever and we're like i'll I'll play it when i get around to it so there's probably a lot of people that bought this game and never actually played it or there have been people like us that have constantly been coming back to it being like this is going to be a good game this is going to be a good game and but now when? like february 22 onwards it's a fucking sick game yeah that's it. it only took almost two years to get there but yeah uh, you know um the uh yeah when it first came out yeah i like that you pointed out the fact that it was both praised and panned a lot of the negative criticism was kind of glossed over by everybody except for actual people who play video games um mm-hmm. The critical response to this game upon its release was very positive because the PC version, if you had a good enough PC, worked fine. If you had a powerful PC and you were playing on PC, the game ran relatively smoothly. It had some bugs, but the patches got rid of the bugs and it was it was good. You know, they were running. It was running good. It got really rave reviews, comments about its world building, about the um role-playing elements about the story about everything about the the setting people really liked it the graphics everybody was you know people seemed to like it except for the fact that all the people that got it on the ps4 and on the xbox were like this is fucking unplayable and uh and so they they added addendums to all the reviews after the console version was such a dumpster fire and they said well on the people on consoles are are reporting that there are some stronger bugs um you know they worded it in such a way where it's like well if you have it on console you know heads up there's been a couple bug reports but it's like you would start the game and get into a mission and you would press the wrong button and then the game would be unplayable you would have to reload (laughs) yeah the rollout of this game was it, it is literally it was criminal it was literally they made 
reviewers sign NDAs so that they could not actually report on the buggy versions. They could only actually write about the fucking PC versions. And now there's there are a bunch of civil suits against CD Projekt Red. They blatantly lied to the public. They blatantly lied to reviewers. And, you know, that's a lot of, like, that's the thing. CD Projekt Red, their reputation is 100% tarnished in a lot of people's eyes. Um, yeah, and you can't blame them. Grace. You really you can't, can't no, blame them. Like, yeah, how can you blame them being like, hey, you're going to get charged $20,000 for a fucking NDA if you say $27,000? Yeah, per violation. Per violation if you say the PlayStation version of this game sucks, which it does, which it does. You are not lying, and you are, in fact, doing your job as a video game journalist of reporting the actual state of the game. Like... They did some incredibly shady shit in the rollout of this game. You, we can't, you, you, you can't deny that. Like, it's it's unforgivable. No, really, it's, it's pretty. It's fucking bad business. It's, it's it's really bad. And like, you have to understand that. Like, when it did come out, the reception uh, for the PC, the only the only um, uh, uh, scores that they put out that um, like. Uh, when the first reviews came out were PC reviews. So Game Informer mm-hmm. gave it a nine, GameSpot seven, GamesRadar five out of five, IGN nine out of 10, uh, PC 78, PC nine, PC three and a half stars, PC five out of five stars. And then slowly afterwards, once things started getting like not good, you started getting the PS4, Xbox one responses, which were four out of 10, uh, 60 out of a hundred, 50 out of a hundred, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and then, and some people just didn't even give it a rating and said, this game is broken. This is busted. Why would they yeah. release it this way? Like some people didn't, that's why you didn't get a lot of PlayStation and Xbox version, uh, mm-hmm. reviews because they were like, we just can't even play the fucking thing. Like it just yeah. was so broke broken. And also before that, a journalist from game informer, had a grand mal seizure while playing the game because the brain dance sequence contains red and white flashing lights that uh, resemble the patterns produced by medical devices used to intentionally trigger seizures, which is why now at the start you have uh, uh, the seizure warning, warning seizure yeah. warning and they had to make like a public statement and it was like a big thing. So you have to imagine this game is being touted as as a masterpiece and you're seeing all these trailers and all these it's cool literally things. almost killed a man like, <laughs> it, i believe fuck. it was a girl it was a liana or sorry, liana. sorry. Um, killed a person killed a person Nearly. um but you have to understand that this game was like okay here we go it's announced in 2012 you have a preview in 2013 then over the years you're getting little bits of information and then they start popping up at the e3s again saying how great it is you see these wicked trailers it looks sick they're talking about all the features they're saying the hype is building the hype is building the hype is yeah. building and then when you then you get Keanu it, Reeves tapped in yeah. and like they reveal him and then like that was probably 2018 or so when he was revealed or 2019 maybe 2018 2019 when he was revealed to be like a huge part of the game and people were like holy shit keanu reeves is in the fucking game like that's awesome then like that's because that's when i finally found out about this game when they announced keanu reeves involvement in this game i was like wait what there's a whole fucking cyber spit like there's a fucking cyberpunk 
RPG game made by the people that made The Witcher, and Keanu Reeves is a major character in it. Like, I'm sold. Like, yeah. that is so, like, that's the sickest thing you could have ever, ever said. <laughs> like, yeah. And so, um, the, you know, uh, when it was like the release of it's okay. So I'm going to read this on the Wikipedia for it. The release of cyberpunk 2077 was a high profile event. It was considered a disastrous launch as a result of the game suffering from numerous bugs and performance issues, particularly on the PlayStation four and Xbox one versions. The guardian called the release a shambles while the New York times said it was one. It was among the most conspicuous disasters in the gaming industry's history with CD project red prominently failing uh, to meet expectations for what was anticipated to be the biggest game release of the year. Other gaming industry commentators have described the post launch reception of cyberpunk 2077 as a fall from grace for CD project red who had previously enjoyed a fiercely pro consumer reputation and was held in high regard. Um, and then this is where it says some of the initial reviews had been based on only the PC version of the game and were updated later to add a caveat about the noticeable difference in performance between this version and its console releases. Because of the game's performance on console releases, CD Projekt Red issued a public apology, particularly for their pre-release secrecy regarding these versions, concluding that uh, unsatisfied co customers could opt for full refunds. Um, and then after that, when people were trying to get refunds, they couldn't. So then there was a huge <laughs> issue of multiple reports of players unable to get their refund. Yeah. Um, and then Sony just pulled the game from the store there. Sony was just like, we're not selling this fucking game until you can prove it's playable. Yeah. pretty much and that's like never like that that's never happened like, i i think that is unprecedented on this level like i'm sure there's probably been like indie games maybe that have like snuck on to like stores because like you, there's some small and i'm sure there's probably been like some that have been pulled for like other reasons but i don't think i can't think of a game being pulled from stores because they're like this is literally unplayable like Un unless we're going back to like the fucking eighties or nineties and like the ET game that literally killed was it Atari or Nintendo where there's like a landfill with ET games just yeah. buried. Um, yeah, and then you have to look at the business side of this. People were really mad, as you said. There were class action lawsuits um, from the investors who um, made investments to CD Projekt Red, um, saying that uh, the company made fraudulent claims to the state of Cyberpunk. A similar class action lawsuit had, was filed in January. Another one. There were four separate lawsuits over Cyberpunk uh, and have been merged into co one common action. Yeah, That's they. Oh, you cut out there. Settled lawsuit. They settled $1.85 million, $1 million for a class action lawsuit in regards to cyberpunk. And like, then they they also, there were people uh, who were criticized, like uh, Open Critic and other sources were deliberate, were, um, sorry, criticizing CD Projekt Red for deliberately attempting to misrepresent the game, uh, not delivering review copies for Xbox One and PlayStation 4, knowing it would receive negative reviews. Also with the uh, NDAs and the steep fines for talking about it. It was, it's just shitty. It's a shitty thing to do. You you knew the game wasn't going to work. You knew that there were so many problems and you tried to uh you know 
shady business your way out of not having to be responsible for it when you should have just been up. And I don't know if it was the developers. Yeah. I think it was probably the business side of CD Projekt Red. I Yeah, for sure. I, I, I agree. I feel like the development team was like, we're not ready. We're not, we can't make the December 20, was it December or November 2020 release date or whatever it was. They're like, and I feel like the uppers were like, no, like we've been, this game has been promised for this time. It's Christmas time. It's huge. You know, next gen's about to drop. This is the last, less like the last big drop we can do on for these consoles. So we need to get it out. And I feel like that was the thing because not, and I don't think there wasn't enough next gen consoles available at the time for them to only push it as Which was a, a, a next gen console. But it should have been. Sony it should have been a next gen game. Yeah, it should have been a next-gen game. And if we're talking about bad business things, Sony releasing incredibly limited numbers of the PS5 for like a year was yeah. is was one of the most mentally insane things I've ever seen. I don't know why they wanted to create artificial scarcity yeah. and drive up all that stuff. But like, I mean, I'm lucky I got one early. I, I lucked out. I yeah, just, I, I got one too. But like I was on like 20 different like email lists. And like <laughs> whenever I got an email, I had to like fucking hunker down and like be ready to fucking hit the links like immediately. Because yeah, if I didn't click the link in that second that it launched at 11 a.m. I didn't get a fucking PS5. Yeah. Uh, And I just failed my way into it as I do most things. I somehow have a talent of like finding these things. You just stumbled into some dude that just had fucking PS5s on deck somehow. I stumbled into into a guy who had a PS5. Shout out that guy who he bought it for his brother, but his brother bought one for himself. And I just happened on his ad and messaged him and was like, look, man, I know it's the middle of the pandemic. I'm at I'm at home uh taking care of taking care of family member uh who's who's un, on unable to work right now and stuff. It would be cool. He we chatted back and forth and he was like, "You know what? I was going to sell it to someone else, trust me, but you can just come pick it up." That's <laughs> like sick. Hell yeah, dude. Um you know what? Fucking give him the pity party. I don't give a fuck, man. You <laughs> pitied your way into a PlayStation 5. Yeah, Fuck man. yeah. Uh, man, I wouldn't say I'm not going to. I'm not going to question your tactics. Hey, I'm I, I, them. I wasn't even. <laughs> I just told him the truth. I was like, "Look, man, I can't go to the store and wait in line for this stuff. I'm just trying to find yeah. one because I'm stuck at home." And he was like, "Cool." And turns out he just lived down the road. And then I got it was just luck. It was just pure. He happened to see yeah. my message. He happened to be online when I messaged him, and then he happened to live close, and he we had a good rapport and he felt, you know, maybe he did feel a bit bad about my situation or whatever, but hell yeah, I got a PS five anyway. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, anyway, the, uh, the, it was, um, the, the, uh, it, it was reported that the developers did many developers urged management to hold off on the game's release. And the co-CEO did issue an open message to players on 13th of January, 2021, apologizing for the state of the game and the company's plans and uh, explaining the company's plans to correct it. He stated that many in the company uh, underestimated the risk in bringing a game optimized to run on personal computers over to consoles, particularly to 
to or the older Xbox One and PlayStation 4 consoles. He gave a bunch of other reasons, but he affirmed that the developers were not responsible for the release of the game. Instead, it was a choice made by himself and other management of the company. Um, and then that was the when they gave the year-long path that will outline multiple patches and blah, 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 which wound up turning into like an almost two-year path because they also underestimated the amount of work it would take to patch it and on and on and on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I uh, mean, at least then after the whole initial fuck-up, they did at least try to have some transparency and they have been transparent about the state of the game since... Um, but the thing is, you know, you shouldn't have to be uh, putting out a fucking 12 month fucking 10 point plan of how to make a game operate, you know, when it's already for sale, (laughs) you know, I think, yeah, at that point, like, I don't know. Like, I will, I will say though, that you are right that once they came out and they took some responsibility for it and and they, they have delivered, uh, the PS, the, the, um, the fifth gen uh, uh, versions were supposed to come out at the end, originally announced to come out at the end of 2021. Uh, they pushed it a bit to February 12th or 15th, 2022. Um, and they did give everybody who bought it on PS4 and now had a PS5 a free version of the next gen uh, uh, Cyberpunk. Um, and that is what I played most of the game on. I, I think I probably got about maybe like a third of the way through. Uh, and then they put out the uh, next gen version and I just finished it up. Well, again, still gigs to do, but I finished the main storyline this week um, and I've been doing tons of stuff in the background. I think I can't we can't undersell how much of an absolute like dumpster fire, mm-hmm. insane like rollout this game had the hype that it had and then the absolute fumbling of the bag. Don't fumble it. Absolutely. Oh, they fumbled it. They got to the bag and they fumbled it so fucking hard that it ended up being a safety on themselves somehow, plus a touchdown against them. Yeah, They they, got somehow a 13-point play against them in one play. I don't even know if that's the right football math, but that's what fucking happened. They went stupid dumb. (laughs) It was, it was, it was bad. Um, Now, but then the other side of that coin, the happy side, as we've said before, is that the uh, next gen version of the game and even to some degree, the PS4 and Xbox One version of the game, which have been extensively patched as well, are playing much better now. Now, if I had to, if I really had to say which one you should be playing, play it on PC or play it on next gen there are still people who are having major problems with the PS4 and Xbox one version. Mm -hmm. This is why Otis and I both agree that it should have been a next gen. Yeah. Me and Steve Dave have, have been talking about it too. And he said like Steve Dave, he was funny. It was funny. He was saying like how at, uh, there was a previous like point in the game where it was actually more enjoyable because like some of the bugs, like it disallowed, like there wasn't as many people trying to spawn at once. So then like, you know, he could actually drive through areas because there wasn't people spawning, even though that's a huge, you know, flaw in the game that there's a giant city with no people in it. That's kind of fucked up. But, you know, he was at least able to then get through the city and get through his missions. But now that is trying to actually load in all the environmental stuff that's there now he's saying it just overwhelms his ps4 which is your ps4 if i'm not mistaken uh yeah it is actually Shout out Steve <laughs> Dave. yeah 
That's funny. So keep that, it in the family. You yeah, know? keep it in keep it in the cemetery sound uh, orbit. Um, yes. yes. No. Uh, yeah, it is my old PS4. Um, yeah, it's it's uh, you know play it if you can play it on the um, play it on the next gen or play it on the PC. I mean, the mm-hmm. PC when it came out, it was obviously much a much better game. Um, but since I don't have a PC, I had a PS4. You as well. We mm-hmm. felt the wrath of the uh, technical issues, the controversy, the uh, rushing to release it by the management of CD Projekt Red, uh, and all of the issues that the developers faced along the way. We we got the brunt of that, so we have a bit of a different taste in our mouth than some people who may have just gotten on a high end PC and played it, and it was fantastic from the jump. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but yeah, no, now the game. Sick. Yeah. Uh, the so theme. now, flash forward to February 2022. PS5, Xbox Series X version drops. Out of the blue, too. Updates. Sorry. Out of the blue, too. Yeah, they like, just, it just came. Like I don't. Yeah, there wasn't any anything. Nothing about it because like they kind of went dark. Like they announced their plan. They followed through on a lot of the patches and a lot of the content updates and stuff. But like, you know, it, it wasn't necessarily happening at the time they were saying it. They're kind of with delay. So then people are like, well, we don't know when the next gen's coming. And then February, I forget what day it was. You just woke up and they're like, oh, PS5 version's there. It's yeah. free. Get it. Well, and, and that's then. A, the, but the thing yeah. is that they had said at the end of 2021, they had put out a release saying, oh, the next gen version isn't going to be out. Um at uh in this quarter um you know just heads up it's going to be the first quarter of yeah but were they talking calendar quarter or business quarters because i don't even know where business quarters fall in because i read that where they'll be like yeah it'll be like q3 and then i'm thinking like okay so q3 that's probably like september ish area but then i don't know if that actually lines i up think with i think that's calendar right. is. i think that's that's right i think it's the same yeah. that it's the first three it's three months for three month sections um right. so they said it was going to be first quarter of 2022 um, but they didn't give a date. And at this point, we were all used to them being late. So nobody, I think people thought that it was going to get pushed again. Because yeah. it's like, you've been pushing all these things. You push the patches, you push this, you push that. Um, and then to wake up that one day, I think it was the 22nd or whatever. I can't remember. I read it a bit mm-hmm. ago. Yeah, or 15th, 15th. Um, on the 15th of February, waking up and looking on my Twitter. And then there's the the message from from Cyberpunk twit tweeter twitter account whoever's tweeting for cyberpunk there was a message that said oh yeah uh version of p or ps5 version free for all uh owners of the ps4 version who have now have a ps5 you just do this this and this and then i went on i got it and who boy it was a whole different thing it was like a everything loaded quickly the the loading screens on the ps4 were like especially to get into mm-hmm. the game were such a pain ps5 yeah. takes five seconds boom you're in boom, see you're in, and boom, here's in. the difference is that when that game came out you you didn't bother with the ps4 version you just scrapped the ps4 version downloaded the ps5 version right away i tried to play the fully patched ps4 version on my ps5 it was still kind of buggy because remember the time it was me, you and Steve and we were in the chat and like I was kind of like, 
I was I was annoyed because there was like a there was a quest where I couldn't get into the bar to progress. It just wouldn't let me go into this bar for whatever reason. And at first I was like, oh, that's kind of funny, yada yada yada. And then I just fucked around. Then I came back, game still broken, wouldn't let me do it. And then you remember, you're like, dude, I can hear it in your voice, and you're like, you're actually getting pissed now. Like I, and I was like, oh fuck, I am actually getting pissed now. And then that was the point where I was like, fuck it, I'm just downloading just the download, PS5 download version. The PS5 version. And then, and then I did it, and then it was in when I went into the PS5 version, the quest was still broken, in which I realized, oh, just the entire data of the PS4 version is just broken. It's corrupted my save file. And then at that point, I restarted a brand new file, started fresh from the game. I'm now 35, 30-something hours into a campaign, not a single fucking issue. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Uh the 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 bugs and the glitches on the PS4 version for some people it was minuscule and then for other people it was like you like it just corrupted the file and you mm-hmm. just couldn't do it um i was able to transfer my file over from my PS4 uh game uh so and i didn't have any glitches so i was able to continue playing i didn't have to start again which allowed me a lot more time to play around and to see a lot of the stuff because when i was playing on PS4 I wasn't really doing the side missions and stuff, which is why I missed mm-hmm. out on certain character arcs. Because well, that's a big thing is that on the PS4 version, when the game first came up, the side missions, the way they unrolled the side missions was so fucking dumb because you basically got at right the moment when you got your cell phone and that's how you would get missions in the original version is that people would call you on your cell phone. So then you'd get like, Regina, she would be calling you about cyber psycho shit. A bunch of people would be calling you about gigs and stuff. And it would just overwhelm you. And it'd just be 10 minutes of you getting phone calls. And then like the menu is getting fucked up. Your quest menu is getting overloaded. The game was just overwhelming itself. Whereas now, like every, every, I don't know, half hour or so, you'll get a phone call and somebody will be like, oh, there's a mission here. And now it actually allows for you to explore and come across missions naturally at instead of like i don't know they just completely fucked up like the interface of how like, yeah and all the quest lines were just fucking tr- trash and just and sometimes you'd and, get a call and then you'd answer the call but then the call wouldn't come through but it would be on the screen and like sometimes if you were doing one thing and then something else happened the game would just like not register yeah dialogue would be so problematic like you would be you'd click like a dialogue option and then like the dialogue options wouldn't go away but you were progressing through dialogue as like you had yeah like multiple dialogue options were overwhelming like it was fucked up like it was a disaster but now there is none of that. Like you, it is such a fucking smooth game. Like it is crazy yeah. how much better it is, dude. It is insane. And then also so now, just, I think we're just going to talk about like yeah, we'll just talk about that. Shit. And and it also right. like all the stuff that they've uh, fixed in the game, like the driving and the combat and everything is a lot uh, smoother. It's the a lot driving more- is still my biggest problem with this game. Motorcycles. I don't know if anybody has CG problems. Ed has driven a motorcycle in their life because <laughs> the handling of motorcycles in this game is awful. And, and I realized it is not a glitch. They just don't know how to motorcycles yeah. move. Like um, I have to take wider turns on a motorcycle than I do in like some sort of futuristic Cadillac. It's insane. <laughs> 
makes no yeah. sense. Like, that's, how is Snoop Dogg making tighter turns than the fucking the Rough Riders? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Um, yeah. So we'll just I'll just explain what the game's about briefly, so you guys can <laughs> understand. Um, so the game is Cyberpunk 2077. You play as a character named V, um, which uh, you can uh, customize to be whoever you want it to be. It can be uh, male, uh, female, male, transgender, female, non-binary. What do you want? What do you want? Yeah, it's the future. A robot? Do you want to be full robot, semi-robot? Yeah, this, you can this, make it happen. This this game is very much about post-humanism uh, and and about a future, a cyber future, which is like a neon retro 80s but also very futuristic very tech heavy um mm-hmm. you get uh, to choose one of three life paths nomad street kid or corpo um and all three of those uh life paths involve uv starting a new life in night city with local f- local thug and criminal jackie wells uh and uh and T-Bug, a very a, a net runner. Net runner is like uh somebody who can go online. T Bug, is that the is that the Rick Ross looking guy? No, that's um Dexter Deshaun. Okay, because I was playing this game one time and Pear came into the room and she's like, Is Rick Ross in this game? And I was like, Isn't it? It looks just like him. <laughs> like that's gotta be who they were like. Yeah, this guy's clearly Rick Ross. But anyways, yeah, shout so out. So you shout out, shout out Dexter Deshaun. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so anyway, you you start out. You choose one of the the three life paths. There's like kind of a little bit of backstory about how you wind up losing mm-hmm. your uh, your or losing your your place as that character, mm-hmm. uh, and then you start and depending your, on which one you get, you sort of get a unique prologue of the game, like a sort of like hour or two of different gameplay than you yeah. would if you were a different character. Yeah, or and then uh, and then you wind up linking with Jackie and T Bug, uh, and then Dexter Deshaun hires you to steal the relic from the Arasaka Corporation, who is the big mega corporation bad guy. Um, you wind up getting it, but, uh, you, uh, you witness something. I'm not going to say what it is, but you wind up catching, catching something during the thievery. Uh, and, uh, and it, it, that is the main story of the game. That is the thing that is going to, uh, uh, this stealing the relic relic and, uh, seeing the death of a character, a specific character. Um, yeah. It winds up, I guess I kind of spoiled part of it by saying death, but anyway, that w- you wind up being in that and uh, you try to escape somebody else. He gets hurt. Somebody, some bad stuff happens. Anyway, you wind up getting shot in the head. And then from that point on is where the actual, like all of that is kind of the intro to setting up all of the major characters and players and points mm-hmm. of, of, interest in the story and then from there um you are woken up by a digital ghost true sorry i just realized that that you just mentioned how well that actually that sort of prologue actually does at setting up the entire city because depending on which character path you choose whether you're a corpo a street kid or nomad you start in a different point and then you sort of go through and in that like sort of first few missions, it takes you through all of the different parts of the cities. Like you go through, you know, the sort of slum part, you go through the Corpo Plaza, you see, you know, the Arasaka building, you see a bit of the outside Badlands. Like it does a really good what like and this isn't a matter of two hours of 
you know, and it's a lot of it's very cutscene heavy in this sort of portion of the game. But like, I yeah, you just saying it just made me realize how well it actually lays out like Night City. Yeah, and it's like Night City is such a cool fucking setting. Like, it's one of there are a few games where I'm actually like, like I think this like the world is cool. Like this game is one. The Witcher. Grand Theft Auto, like there are very few open world games where I actually give a shit about the open world and I'm curious about them. Like I love open world games and just exploring. Like that's just fucking fun. Like, but like, you know, like in this game, like I give a shit more about like the world in cyberpunk than I do in like any Assassin's Creed game. I love Assassin's Creed games, but like I don't care about the world necessarily. Like eventually, you know, like exploring something, it's like, okay, yeah, I mean, in ancient Greece, and then the novelty wears off. In this one, like exploring Night City is constantly fun. Same in GTA, like ex- exploring Los Santos, like never loses its fun, and that is that that sign of like good good world building. I would say. Sorry, that was long. Oh no, just no, to say it's really good world building. Yeah, it's sick. The the it, this game kind of is like the uh, intro to um, the Departed. Uh, it's like the first up until you get shot in the head is like the intro up until, uh, you know, you see Leo in the, uh, in the gym or in the gym, in the jail. And then the drop kick, is it dropkick Murphy's shipping up to Boston? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then he's like, where you're Dan and Dan, it says the departed, but it's been like 20 mm-hmm. minutes and you're like, did they didn't mm-hmm. do the intro yet? So that's kind of yeah. like what this game is. It's like the, they have this big section at the start, which, in, uh, which brings in a bunch of cool characters and kind of sets the game up so that you think you're going one way and then when you get to the actual heist after you do all the cutscenes and the small missions and the fun introduction and the stuff with Jackie and all that stuff and then you get to the getting shot in the head and then you wake up and you Johnny Silverhand is right there being like time to get up samurai and you're like yeah you just have Keanu Reeves just like hey I'm so cool you want to fucking be a rock star you want to be a terrorist (laughs) um anyway yeah no then that's when the game actually takes off and you have the um story of uh this relic that is in his head containing the mind of johnny silverhand which is slowly taking over your body and soul and you're trying to find a way to get it out and to save yourself and uh and then in turn, you wind up going up against Arasaka and you wind up getting embroiled in the uh, in the family's criminality and the uh, different plots to take over things and all these different things. And then the game really blows up and the world opens up and you can go to all these different things. You can do the missions with the nomads. You can have there uh some key characters that you can befriend and and wind up doing these long character story arcs mm-hmm. with like River or Judy uh depending on your sexual preferences and what you like you can yeah you can have different love them. interests you can do this you can you know and then the world it just becomes this huge thing and there's all these side quests you wind up meeting a sentient uh um uh, taxi you, sentient <laughs> like, yeah you, right there's multiple sentient taxis there's a sentient yeah. vending machine there's a gun that talks to you um mm-hmm. there's a you for one, for one of the random missions you run into a monk and then he makes you sit in a brain dance and meditate oh it's, dude have you have you got have you finished that quest line though i he, when i got it when he when i was done he just left dude okay 
Okay, spoiler alert, because this one is actually sick. I have to I have to tell you this quest line. This quest line is sick. Spoiler alert, just skip ahead like 30 seconds. So you meet the monk multiple times, and he takes you through meditation, brain dances, and then eventually you meet his brother. But his brother has a bunch of fucking cyberware installed with him, and it turns out, like, and monks are anti-cyberware. So, like, oh, what the yes, fuck I... happened? And then, like, it turns out that, like, they've been fucking terrorized. And the dude and the monks being, like, tortured. And, like, they're trying to fucking install cyberware into him against his will. And then you save him. And then he's, like, unthankful for it. He's just like, you should have just let them do it. That that would have been that the best, sometimes the best things to do nothing. And I was just like, dude, fuck you, man. Like, I, I just actually... let, like, fuck you, man. I was pissed. I wanted to kill that monk at the same time. I was like... Nah, you brought me inner peace, dude, but also fuck you. I don't know, dude. <laughs> yeah, I did. I actually did that, but I didn't realize it was the same monk because I only yeah. ever met him once. No, the one you meet that has the metal in him is his brother, and his brother tells you to go save the monk that you've been meeting with. Oh, uh, see, I didn't even realize it was, I just thought it was just monks. I just thought it was totally, I didn't realize it was the same guy. I just thought yeah. it was. Well, there you go. And also, you know, you're walking around in this huge world that's constantly bustling, especially after all of these updates. It's constantly bustling and there's things to do. There's tons of customization. There's different uh, cyberware you can install. You can have cyberware. You can have like this, uh, you can have mantis blades, which are like uh, uh, blades that come out of your arms. You can have gorilla mm -hmm. arms, which make your arms huge, like weapons that you can punch people with and they go flying. There's like this whip, whip, thing that you can use that yeah, comes out you of your can hand. get like leg implants so you can jump really high and <laughs> double jump you get no fall damage and shit like you yeah. can really fuck like you can like i, I personally go, my guy can go invisible <laughs> yeah i can i can do that briefly like i made my guy a samurai like i got a katana and i'm just slashing people now that's what i do when i see like if i see 10 dudes it's like I just run in and just cut heads off, dude. Oh, like, yeah, and then also... It, you can really fucking customize how you want to play. Like, if you want to just sit on, like, on top of a building and just slowly hack everybody and just blow their minds one by one... Literally. You can like, do you it. Blow you can literally hack a person's yeah. brain and kill them. Like, yeah, I have the suicide one. Sick. I have the suicide one where you can hack them and then they just involuntarily shoot themselves in the face. Yeah, I have like uh, I have like one where they just catch on fire, they just combust. Yeah. Um, there's one where I burn their eyes out. <laughs> yeah, like, there's, you can freeze their motion. You can make them system yeah. reset, which just literally turns them off. They just like fall yeah. down. It's there's yeah. that you that's called quick hacking in the game. Um, yeah. yeah, there's and so there's this big world. There's all these fixers that offer you gigs to get you money. There's cars you can buy. You can do um, the the racing. You can do the the fighting. You can do um, the main quests, the side quests, the character arcs. Or you can just roam around and see and run into various... Um, because in Night City, this is the mega city in the free state of North California in the year of 2077. Uh, because mm -hmm. violence and crime is so high, everybody is encouraged to carry weapons and the police don't really care if you kill gang members so you can just go around and fight gang members and find random criminal events happening people getting dude there's literally a side quest where i walk up on cops and they're just mercilessly beating the shit out of a guy and i'm like yo what the fuck are you doing and they're like oh he like raped somebody and then i'm like yeah you know what you guys are cops you don't kill him i'll kill him instead and they're <laughs> yeah. like okay all right <laughs> And then it gives it. me the option to, and then I was like, oh, you can go free. And the guy's like, oh, oh really? Starts walking away. I just pulled my sniper rifle and shot <laughs> him in the head. 
Um, yeah, this Whoa, game is wild. Do I don't want to go too much through the plot because, like, there's well, there are so many different plot lines, and also it's oh. really fun to like uncover it, and the story is really cool. And yeah, really there's good. a couple though that like I like I really really love. Like these are side quests that I just absolutely love. That like, just like oh yeah, I meant the main. Of, I meant the main story. I'm not going to go through okay. the main story for everybody. yeah. The main story is kind of about a lot about corporate corporate terrorism, corporate espionage, and just dirty corporations, which is ironic given how bad business <laughs> practice this game you know had. It's kind of funny that the major villain of the entire game is you know big business. So, <laughs> uh, jokes on them. But uh. No, there's like like there's some side quests like there's two in particular where, where I was like it they fucked with me. Like there's one where you come across this politician. Have you done this one? And the politician finds out that he's just basically his house is being his house has been tapped by the government and his mind is ba- being altered by yeah. the government in his own house and he's being it's he's like being Manchurian candidated in his own house. And then there's another one where it's the same thing. It's like a real, she's a real reality TV star and her like mind is being altered by like people and like realizing like, and her manager's like, yeah, you know, I, at first it was kind of, it's fucked up. Like, I don't know, like, cause there's, it has like cool, like, cause it has a lot of cool themes about, you know, like, you know, as you said, like post-humanism, transhumanism sort of thing of like combining yourself with technology, like humans ourselves are now technology in this like, but then it also like, it's like, well, here's the downside. If you have a fucking computer in your head, people are going to hack that computer. Like, I don't know. It it seems like things that, you know, make sense. I don't know. I'm not a huge sci-fi guy. So I thought this shit was like really cool. And I haven't really seen it done in like this sort of way before, but I'm sure there's uh, people that are super into sci-fi are probably like, yeah, that's in fucking every sci-fi. You idiot. Like, I guess there is some element of that in like Blade Runner and stuff, but like, yeah, it's, but it's, there's a lot of cool stuff that they do in this game that uh, they pull off really well. All of the, all of the side side stories um, and side gi- and the gigs and everything they're all they all have their own kind of enclosed story that builds on the world. It's really smart writing and world building. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cheeky humor at times, but then there's also some really like you know bigger ideas, like yeah. you said, trans and post humanism, the uh, uh, mega corporations and, and capitalism, uh, corporate mm-hmm. espionage. Um, you know, and then there's also, you know, you can do all this stuff with the nomads. You can do all this stuff. Then you can have your romantic. It's crazy. And then the other thing. Yeah. About- and in those, like through the side characters, like explores different genres too. like through like you can do the missions with the bikers and like you get like the biker element and then you can do like the mission like river and those are like straight up like detective missions which yeah, i love the river okay storyline okay the river that's probably my favorite story arc in the ones okay it's a it's just it's just like a d- detective one but the thing is there's the radio stations i switched it to the jazz station royal blue okay firstly the radio stations in this game a plus fucking chef's kiss to the radio Come on, any game music that, in this any, game any game beautiful. that any game that has a, a run the jewels and converge Come on. A plus. A plus. Okay. But during the River Ward missions, since they're detective missions, I would just cruise around at night in the rain listening to jazz. And I'm just like, fuck. Like, this is the closest I've felt of, like, playing L.A. Noir, like, in so long. Like, I just, like, I don't know. It 
just really there are elements of it like it really felt like film noir like some parts like the just the just the dirty world and if it's dark and raining just put on the jazz station and just drive around and you'll just be like fuck i do feel like a 1940s detective but now it's 2077 I don't know. I, I don't know. That's just something I started doing in the last week and it's just become one of my favorite things. Just cruising around and listening to jazz and cyberpunk. I don't know why. Yeah. And the world is really cool too because they have various weather. You can have sandstorms that blow through. You can oh, have beautiful. Yeah, yeah there's weather, a sandstorm like- where you drive. I was doing a race and you go through the Badlands and doing the race goes through a sandstorm. I was like, what the fuck? I can't see. Yeah, sometimes oh, sand- that's another thing. Uh, if you're playing on the PS5, I would recommend not using the HDR settings. Turn HDR off because I find with the HDR, it makes like things like sandstorms and the rain and the fog. It makes it nearly unbearable. But if you turn the HDR off, it looks fine. Huh. Well, I don't even know if my HDR is on or not. But um, but the yeah. I was just randomly doing side gigs in one of the. Uh, so you have to understand the city is split into different sections and each one of the sections mm-hmm. kind of has like its own flavor to it. There's like Japantown, Chinatown, there's the Glen, there's Pacifica, there's all these things. And those are where in different gangs populate different areas and all that stuff. Um, so I was oh, yeah. just in there doing random, uh, random missions like gigs, or maybe I was doing a cyber psycho, which is another thing that you can do. You can hunt down these people who've gone crazy because they're too online. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just a bunch of come town fans. It just, <laughs> Did too many bits that oh you got Sorry, cut out there uh i was just saying they're come town fans that lost their minds from doing too many bits there you go um the uh yeah the and and then a, a sandstorm came through when i was like what is happening this is crazy um yeah the and this the night city is is uh is great on the on the wiki it says its visual identity is derived from the four eras it underwent austere and tropism, colorful kitsch, imposing neo-militarism, opulent neo-kitsch. Um, uh, homelessness abound, but does not preclude cybernetic modification for the poor, giving rise to cosmetic addiction and consequent violence. Um, these threats are dealt with an armed force known as the Psycho Squad. Trauma team can be employed for rapid medical services. But because of the uh, constant threat of physical harm, all citizens are allowed to open carry firearms in public. Um, the city is reliant on robotics for everyday aspects like waste collection, maintenance, and public transportation. Uh, rampant gang wars, ruling uh, entities contending for dominance in the mega corporations, the politicians, uh, and the uh, various gangs and police forces. Um, it is uh, it is its own governance has its own laws of both countries. Uh, doesn't follow the laws of either the country or the state. It has its own border, its own police force. It's uh, it's a cool world. It looks cool. Mm-hmm. You go if you you can jump. If there's a lot of you can parkour on pretty much anything. So you can get up one of the tall buildings and look around, and it looks mm-hmm. sick. It's it's a lot of buildings you can get inside actually, and like. There- you can explore stuff you can get underground you can find elevators and go fucking hundreds of floors up like it's sick um, it's, it's the world yeah. in the game is sick the 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 kind of theme mm-hmm. and the feeling around the game is sick um v uh is is um a fun character to inhabit the various coterie of 
uh, of friends and foes, the rogues gallery. There's a whole bunch of different types of missions. As Otis said, there's stuff that feels like a detective uh, mission. There's stealth missions. There's stuff where you're, uh, you know, as we said, racing, hunting cyber psychos. Um, uh, you're a f- helping yeah. a band of nomads fight off people. Yeah, like, you're yeah, like, in a cave in a mine somewhere having a shootout. And then the mm-hmm. next mission, you're you're stealthing your way into someone's apartment to steal a, a piece of data to sell to somebody else. Like, it's just a lot going on because you're like a kind of jack-of-all-trades mercenary, right? So yeah. people are just telling you, hey, we need you to kill this guy or we need you to go steal this stuff or we need you to, to go and uh, uh, escort this person. All the fixers have all different things and all the characters with their arcs and everything. It's just cool. And the one thing that I do like about this game is that the ending, there's multiple endings and there's multiple variations of each of those multiple endings because depending mm-hmm. on how you play the game when you get to the last mission or the when you get to the point of no return even within the point of no return there are multiple options for which ending you want to go towards but like mm-hmm. if you save a certain character at a certain point it changes one of the certain endings that might involve him or if you wind up going to Arasaka Tower in the big fight at the end, if you've befriended certain people throughout the game, you can call upon them to help you at the end. So it changes the way you play winds up coming together at the end. And it's really mm -hmm. cool. I really like how it did that because my ending, I had a bunch of friends with me and got to do a bunch of cool shit and fight in the Arasaka Tower and do all that stuff. And I was like, hell yeah, this is dope. Um, Yeah. But you um, could wind up getting that ending and have no friends and be doing it by mm-hmm. yourself a different way. You know, it's it's crazy. Yeah, because I've been doing a bunch of side quests and stuff and like trying to like find and like get like, you know, like see what relationships like I can make with like people who which characters stick around, like who's just like. And then there's been like some quests. I was going through some quests and like, you know, you mentioned earlier, you just kind of like get stuck in some quests and then you for, for, kind of forget about others. And then some are time sensitive. Like there is one where there's a quest where I had to go save a guy. And then I just kind of forgot about it. And then eventually somebody called me and they're like, hey, person's fucking dead, dickhead. Like, you never showed up. Now my friend's dead. Fuck you. Don't never talk to me again. And then I realized, like, oh, fuck. I just lost out on an entire fucking quest line. Like, I don't know how far along I was in it. I don't know how many, like, I like I like now I don't know. And, you know, so I assume that would been like something end game where, you know, that person and like their associates like would have possibly helped me. But now since I didn't fucking save their friends, that that person fucking hates me. Was it that girl at the start? Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that too. (laughs) Um, Well, maybe, I I don't know. It it was a, it was, it was, or was it Judy? Um, uh, Was it, it was the biker lady. Biker lady. Uh, Pan Am? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I did the yeah. whole I did the whole Pan Am. Yeah, um, I was doing that one and there was a mission where I needed to help one of her friends and I just forgot and then her friend died. And then she was like, Well, my friend died, you bitch. You just kinda forgot. That's the thing. I'm also playing the game as a trans woman. So like I'm just I'm just I'm just out here. <laughs> I'm just crazy. living my like, craziest life. Like I'm just living me like I'm me to the fullest. Like I'm just no, I was just like, dude, you know what? I'm I'm sorry, man. I got more I got more shit going on. OK, I got to save a kid from being fucking, 
milked to death or I, I don't even know. I'm not even going to go into yeah. details this, of that this quest game, line. This game, and this game, I, we, I will say there's a lot of adult stuff in this game. This game is not, you know. Don't, oh, no don't, shit, yeah. yeah. Don't buy it and then let your like 10-year-old brother play it or something. Like this is not, there's Unless a lot you of want like your children to be on some absolute like freak mode like like theories like yeah if if you let a child play this like your child's gonna be like be like oh so I, huh, dad when i'm 18 i want an exoskeleton you're gonna be like wait what <laughs> no um but the writing's really good that's sad that you didn't do the pan am one because the pan am one is uh i, is a good I got one. i got i feel like i got pretty deep down the quest line like i did i i did meet a, a punt like i helped a couple people there's just the one i just I feel like it was probably one of the end missions and I just, I, I just forgot. And it actually, cause I got locked in, I was doing that side quest and a different side quest and I was really enjoying the other side quests. So it basically, I got locked into a point where I was like, ah, oh, I have to pick one or the other. I'm going to fail one. I can't like, I got too far into both quest lines at the same time where I had, it was a do or die decision. Uh-huh. Like, so I ended up picking the other one, lost out on that one. And the, the other quest line I really like. So, you know yeah. what? There's right. a lot of there's and the writing in this is really good. The game is written really really well. There's a lot of so much uh mm-hmm. so much depth to all the characters. Like if you wind up going all the way through with Judy or Pan Am or mm-hmm. River or any of the major Ooh, Which I should say, it's not the game's fault that I fucked up the quest. It is 100% my fault because <laughs> I wasn't properly tracking my progressions. Because yeah, I was, was I was overloading my side quests, yeah, which you that's, shouldn't do. And that's which it, I realized because I did that in The Witcher Three. I mentioned this earlier, but I did that in The Witcher Three, where I started opening a bunch of side quests and then realized I was failing half my side quests because they were time sensitive. Yeah. And then playing this game, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's a CD Projekt Red thing. I know this. I know this side quest mechanic." And then after I fucked up the Pan Am one, I haven't done it. Again, but you can do all the side quests. I don't think many cancel each other out. But like, you have to be smart. You have you can't just be like, I'll just do all the side quests at once because you can't. You physically can't do that. Yeah, it's uh, it's better to knock them out one at a time. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of different characters. There's a whole other t- characters that I didn't even meet because I didn't wind up doing their quests or I missed the yeah. window of opportunity or whatever, but there's so much and there's so many cool visuals in the game. Um, there's one mission that near the end of the Judy friendship arc uh, where you wind up going to this lake and you scuba dive in a, into the lake yeah, I, and then you go through the, yeah, you find like the lost city. Like yeah. This old where she Los grew Angeles. Up yeah. yeah. It's, it's really cool. There's just so much cool stuff about the game. And now that they've overhauled a lot of it, again, I don't want to give away a whole lot. And there's so much to talk about. So, like, we, I don't want to go too deep in the, into the um, plot of it, but it's a really cool story. And it's got really cool ideas of like uh, post and transhumanism, existentialism, capitalism, mega corporation. It's a cool, uh, the world that they thought up is really cool. It's both, um, you know, it's a little gaudy. It's a little bit campy at times, but there's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun to play. There's a lot of depth to it. The customization is great. The gameplay is really good now after they've done everything and updated. Yeah, still- and the the AI, like the uh, like the enemies, it's very good now. Like in the older versions, at times the enemies, it was just unfair. Like they like they would just be constantly shooting at you. There'd be just glitches or like the enemies would be 
dumb as shit. Like they would just be standing there just being like, hey, you want to come kill me? And you just be like, yeah, hey, killed you. Okay, bye. Like now it it actually feels like intuitive. Like, you know, you see enemies moving. They're ducking in and out of cover. Um, Police aren't just randomly spawning out of nowhere. Um, You can actually escape police now. There was a lot of issues, but now like, yeah, it feels like that's the thing. The police system, it isn't as intuitive as something like Grand Theft Auto, but like, you know, I feel like um, maybe C- if CD Projekt Red decides to go down this sort of route again, maybe th- that's that'll be like an improvement. I don't know. I th- I find it strange that, you know, before like The Witcher was a third person game and then they decided to switch to first person for this game. Yeah, it's a little bit odd, but you know what? I do like the first person parts of it there's some issues like it's some times where i don't like it but um, yeah i can't drive in first person no i can't have to be in third person which the driving driving cars is okay as i mentioned before motorcycles aren't possible to drive in this game but like i got this cool like big like sort of like army jeep truck thing that you can get through doing the race quest line and i just fucking drive that thing down the road and just crush so I got so I got cars. I got the Avenger. It's like a souped up chrome silver uh like future Mustang. It's sick. Hell yeah. Um nice. yeah, there's a lot of cars. There's a lot of nods to other pop culture stuff within the writing, mm-hmm. within the stories. You can get a bike that very much and a jacket that very much resembles that of uh Akira. Uh, uh, you can get, um, you know, there's certain- Oh yeah, the motorcycles look straight of, out of Akira. Like yeah. 100%. Um, there's, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff in this game and it's a lot of content. You can play it for a long time. You can get into it. You can do the side quests. You can take your time with the main quests and do all the side quests, the gigs and stuff like that. There's a lot that you can do in the game. And, um, now that it's been updated and patched multiple times with still another large patch, patch, large patch coming, uh, within the next couple months, it's patch 1.6. It's going to be another, uh, major content heavy, large patch to the game. So Mm -hmm. who knows what they're going to add after that. And then you have, uh, expansions that are coming. Supposedly there are two, the first one coming early next year, uh, and also continuous maintenance and, and small patches that will be released. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with the 1.6 patch. Is that at 1.6? Maybe it might be 1.7. Let me look at this. Uh, it's currently, the current edition is 1.5. 1.5. It's what we currently have. Okay, that's yeah. the current patch. For, so so the point, next release will be 1.6, yes. Yes, and then that's going to be another major, um, uh, another major patch that's coming. Um, and that is going to be content heavy. So who knows? We'll see what we'll see because, uh, they're obviously really interested in making this, uh, game, bringing it up to, uh, being a high enough level. Also, the fun thing about this game is they've got tons of like, um, shards that you can read there's tons of literature there's tons of like in-game lore that you can dig into you wind up going places and there's like all these secrets that you can find and easter eggs Mm -hmm. and it's just now after all of the updates and all the stuff although i do want to see what patch uh, 1.6 brings the game is very playable very fun there's very few bugs um that i've come across uh, and, and it's just a cool world to inhabit and screw around in, right? Like it's just kind of dope yeah. and what you can do in the game with the quick hacking and the, 
and the, uh, uh, you know, net running and the various different guns. They have guns with aim assist. So you can get the thing installed in your hand that allows you to use aim, aim assist on power weapons, which means you can, you know, shoot people and the bullets will curve and follow them. Mm. And you can mm-hmm. add. So yeah, I have a smart shotgun. I have an auto aiming shotgun. How fucking badass is that? Yeah, man. And then they all, so there's sick. also power weapons where you can ricochet bullets off of walls to hit people. You can, uh, there's various melee weapons from uh, axes to bats to samurai swords to machetes to giant meat cleavers. There's all different. Yeah. You can, or you can just or fight as them with we your said, hands. you can just maul somebody with your bare hands. Yeah. Or you can have metal robo hands or fucking sword hands. Like, yeah, it's it's the wild. combat options are pretty pretty sick and then there's a bunch of like there's so many different grenades options there's crafting elements so you can like craft your own weapons you can craft your own weapon upgrades and mods and stuff and then you can craft your own cyberware a um, lot of depth a lot of depth yeah that's pretty yeah, it's yes. a, it's really good like there's it, it has all the elements that make a game it has all the customization elements it doesn't have what the amount that they initially promised, but they have the all the level of customization that any other game has. Like the thing is, this is now it's not the greatest RPG game of all time, but this is now an RPG game that is on par with other great RPG games. Will it be as renowned as something like The Witcher Three? Probably not. Um, just and also, because, you, you know, have the infamy, right? Of the, <laughs> you have the blemish yeah. of the rollout on it. It's never going to go away. I right? mean, will there possibly be a next Netflix documentary about CG Project Red? Probably. Like, there'll probably be a fucking documentary about this game and what it did for the gaming industry because it's rise and fall and rise and fall shifted the game industry like now now games developers publishers they know that they cannot publish they cannot yeah, they're not gonna fumble the bag like game yeah like they cannot fumble the bag or else you will be tarnished you just watched one of the greatest one of the most, most lauded one of the greatest reputations in gaming just go from 100 to shit like What's well, like what happened with and, Battlefield, with Battlefield 2047 or whatever it is. Oh, the, God, that's yeah. another where they did it and they just got completely roasted and lambasted. Yeah, well, like Battlefield, that one, they're not going to fix it. And, uh, this this story of Cyberpunk and is more in line with No Man's Sky. Like this is, it's No Man's Sky is a game that you love. You, oh, I, I know you want to talk love. the story of how they it released. It was a game with so many huge promises, promised endless customization, blah, 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 lived up to very little of it. Now, five years later, the studio's consistently been upgrading it. Oh, like every, free. every three months, there's a, a large, sizable DLC add-on every, like every three months for like mm-hmm. years. They mm-hmm. they took they took it on the chin and they were like no 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 this is our baby we're not going to work on anything else we're going to make this game exactly what we said we wanted it to and more and then they just kept putting out content and overhauls mm-hmm. and do all this stuff yeah and now No Man's Sky I love that game um, and I hope that CD Projekt Red doesn't get discouraged from 
all of the stuff that's happened and then um kind of lukewarm response that's been happening since the next gen release i think people are apprehensive but if you just keep pushing you keep putting out content updates you put out the you give out the expansions for free you make this game into what you promised it was going to be over the next two three years four years you just keep putting out patches keep making sure that the game runs good and the word of mouth will will slide the other way just like it did with no man's sky because you know four or five years after no man's sky released all of the people out there were like uh, we were wrong. This game rules. And a, they got a huge boost in players and a huge boost in interest. And they went from being one of the worst reviewed games to one of the best reviewed games. Um, I think that there's a chance that CD product project red could do that, but because no man's sky was an indie game, mm-hmm. the splash of the, the splash back of their, of their failure wasn't as uh, detrimental, but when you have a company like CD Projekt Red who made, you know, uh, yeah. The Witcher Three, and the next, it would be like if 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 Rockstar was like, oh yeah, we're gonna put out GTA Six this year, and they dropped it, and it was like absolute unplayable trash, and then everybody would be like, all right, I'm done. Like people, yeah. Rockstar couldn't bounce back from that because of how much yeah. time and effort they've put into force feeding Grand Theft Auto five into <clears throat> three generations of consoles. Yeah. That they would be it, like, it's funny man, that we're no. talking about like gaming reputations, but yet like millions of millions of people buy every call of duty game every fucking year. And they're consistently trash. So like, I don't know. Maybe that's the thing. I think gaming consumers, we have now just been programmed to accept broken games, which is fucked up. Because think about it. Yeah. 20 years ago, there was no online gaming. If a game came out, if Tony Hawk, if Tony Hawk fucking Pro Skater 3 came out and there was glitches in it, guess what? There's still fucking glitches in Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3 if you go and play it on a GameCube. It's not fucking, you know, but th- that's the thing is that. Now, I think with online updatings and games being online, you know, it's all on the cloud and whatnot. It get, it allows for area, it allows for mistakes, which there shouldn't be. There I, shouldn't I don't, be. If I don't mind. Releasing a fucking game and you spend millions and millions of dollars, hours upon hours, thousands of people have put hard labor into this for years and years. How the fuck is there still issues? Like, yeah, I, I mean, the, the, imagine a TV show dropped on Netflix and they're like, "Oh, sorry, we forgot the color grade, episode five and six. There's My no bad. CGI for like, what? the bottom the half fuck? of the series. Um, yeah, yeah, sorry, the first episode we forgot to do voiceover. So, uh, <laughs> my bad. <laughs> like, the it's, fuck are you talking about? It's like, I, you I mean, can't do that. It's problematic because there's two sides to that coin. I love the story of No Man's Sky and I love that CD Projekt Red brought cyberpunk pretty much back from the dead. I do mm-hmm. really love it, but it shouldn't have ever yeah, had no, to happen. It shouldn't, shouldn't have had to happen. Like you mm-hmm. shouldn't release something for $80, $90 that's doesn't, you can't play. See, that's the thing. That's I the can problem. accept No Man's Sky's mistakes because one it was an independent studio of very the, the team is less than 50 people i'm pretty it's like sure it's a very people. tiny it's studio. like 15 yeah, people yeah it's fucking tiny it's an independent it was like pretty sure it's like their first game and honestly i can forgive that it was the game was never 
more than $60, I don't think. It was always reasonably priced. But like, and so, but for CD Projekt Red, a triple A studio to fumble that bad, that is almost unforgivable. Like, but with that being said, even though we're criticizing the, the management of that company for not listening to developers and releasing something that was trash, now it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. and I hope I mean, that they continue to, to with the, the patches and the expansions that are coming, I hope that they really round out the game to make it exactly what they want it to be. And uh, I recommend that you play it now if you can play it on, on uh, next-gen consoles or you can play it on computer I highly recommend you check it out, especially if you're a fan of RPG games. And like Otis said, it's not the masterpiece genre changing game yet. It could in the next year or two add some stuff that really elevates it to the next level. Mm -hmm. And if they do kudos to them, if they don't, it's still, you know, a solid Mm 7.58 out of 10, in my opinion. And if, yeah, and if CD Projekt Red decides to continue the franchise and do a Cyberpunk 2 in a couple of years, hey, I'd be I'd be down for that, okay? The current current state of the game is fantastic. I know CD Projekt Red, their next thing, they're going back to The Witcher. They know that's their bread and butter. They know the fucking Witcher sells. So and it sucks they took they fucking went out on a limb. They really tried to go out and create a fucking unique game like because the thing is i can the only games that are like this like i i say the witcher just because of it's like interface it's cd project red so you know just the menu and sort of stuff and then grand theft auto because there's nothing as or i guess red dead too just but there's nothing as open world and as interactive as this like elden ring is a fucking amazing open world game but like it's not it's it's a different way like there's not like fucking cars and like millions of humans that you can like supposedly interact with it's a different kind of open world whereas so i would say like yeah i don't know i don't know man like i i i would like to see them go do more uh cyberpunk but if they decide just go back to the witcher you know what i can't just don't screw it up <laughs> yeah, just honestly, that's the thing. If you're gonna make a game, if you want to make another cyberpunk game, just hey, maybe don't fucking announce it right away and wait until you actually have something semi-playable before you start fucking just selling wolf tickets and just lying at your fucking ass. Like, yeah, I don't know. They, I don't know the business end of that. that and I'm a fan a of CD Projekt Red, <laughs> and I will buy this game, but like, <sighs> it was just so it's, bad. It's, it it's can't really be, fucked up. It like, can't be really understated. Yeah, it can't be understated. How like I, I, I do feel kind of dumb for being like, yeah, I will give this company another eighty dollars. Like I find, I do kind of feel stupid myself for doing that and well, allowing them. I wouldn't, but I, like I don't know. Man. I wouldn't feel too bad because I feel like they've learned their lesson. Like I feel like unlike get, I hope un- so. It's unlike EA. Or the or the like call Call of Duty people who just don't care. They'll just make another one. At yeah. least they managed to pull this up. Now, should it have happened in the first place? Absolutely not. Horrible business uh, practices and and just shady kind of almost like evil shit. But yeah. Um. With that being said, the power was put back into the developers' hands and they pulled it out with the next gen version. And now, as I said. It's a solid seven seven point five eight. It's a lot of fun. It's a mm-hmm, cool world. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot to offer. It's got a lot of depth. 
a lot of different, you can do different combat styles, different outfits. You can customize your outfits, customize your cyber deck, customize your technology. There's a lot of cool stuff in this game. And in the end, it's, it's fun. It's a fun game to play now that they've got it worked out. So, I mean, mm-hmm. management at Cyberpunk, I'm waving my finger at you angrily. You should have known better. Um, but to hey, the developers, Pollocks, get it together. <laughs> uh, that's not, that's not, we're not, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, the, uh, uh <laughs> I have no problems with the Polish people. I love, Polish. I know, I know. It's just can't believe you said that. I might have to put a bird Polish over people. that. I love I Polish to... sausage. I love, <laughs> I have to throw one of those claws <laughs> over top of that one. No, I don't think the Polish are that angry. I don't think. <laughs> There. Also, the, the dude that runs CD Projekt Red looks like an evil Tim Roth character. Like he looks like a CD Tim Roth character. Well, not, I'm not even lying. Well, you know what? At the end of the day, as we said, it's pretty good now. You can enjoy it now. Go and enjoy yeah. it. Don't don't hold back. Let go of your grudge over CD Projekt Red. Pick it up. Play it. It's it's pretty fun. It's pretty damn fun. Um, and, uh, but you know, CD project red, you, you better have learned your lesson. Cause that was, uh, you know, you kind of, you, you, I, I can't, we again, can't under understate how much of a fumble of the bag that was, that was like, <sighs> that it was just so bad. Um, so bad. Uh, but we wish you the best for the Witcher three, please continue to drop some cyberpunk uh, patches. And, and I hope that the expansions add to the game and it's a lot of fun and, we get a lot of stuff. We get a lot of, you know, new content and whatever, because I still love playing the game. I'm going to try and finish all the gigs and finish everything. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, and yeah. And shout out, shout out Keanu Reeves um, for, for being just an absolute piece of trash in this game. Um, I think that's about it. Any other thoughts on the uh, cyberpunk? Uh uh i don't know um apparently uh there's an animated netflix series coming out which i will definitely check out um i don't know uh yeah i I still i'm at the uh i'm at the point of return right now so i'm about to go into like the final end game um so you know uh, so far i'm loving it and yeah uh once I, if I do the end game stuff, you know, I'm kind of tempted to go back and play it again now that like I've got the sort of grasp of the game again. And I really like the world. And like now, like, you know, I know how to like properly manage my quests and stuff. It'll be fun. I don't know. Um, I'll yeah, be I also, I'll be interested. It makes just, me just want to go back and play The Witcher as well. Like, yeah, like, I kind of just want to, I kind of want to go back too. and play The Witcher. Yeah. We, we should do an episode on The Witcher later, like me later oh, yeah, in the year. For sure. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, I'll be interested to see which ending you get. We'll talk about it, but, uh, yeah. What's your rating? I mean, I gave mine 7.58. What, what are you saying? Um, right now I'm giving the current PS5 version a right now. I really you, you enjoy cut out, it. I'm, you cut out there. I didn't get your, Oh, I'm going to give the current PS5 version an eight. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm we're really we're in, we're in agreement. Yeah, it's really good. Um, depending, like, if DLCs, like, the DLC take, you know, that come out, if the DLC could really elevate the game and additional content could, you know, but, like, right now, it's a really fucking solid game that I'm really enjoying. Like, I was so deep in the Elden Ring. I was, like, 60 hours deep in the Elden Ring. And then I just kind of was just, like, 
I'm okay. I just need a break from Elden. Like this has been <laughs> that's how I play any from software game. I get super deep into it, get to a boss I can't beat, take like a month or two off, and then go back to it, smash that boss's ass, and then usually beat the game. So you know, Cyberpunk has been a nice lull in Elden Ring. It's not Cyberpunk's not overwhelmingly difficult. It's fun. Um, and yeah, if you can really, if you want to make it hard, you can, if you want to like take, if you want to be really stealthy and like do shit that way, like the game, you know, the difficulty of it can really change on your gameplay style. So, you know, maybe this time I've like, my build is really, I'm like I said earlier, I made my build. So I just go in and chop people's heads off of a fucking sword or blow their brains out with my fucking cyber hacking. Like, but yeah. I don't know. It's fun. So yeah, yeah. it's fun. Uh, uh, I don't know. I have a couple things that I want to run, but run by out there. The 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 not related to cyberpunk. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I got some uh, some. I uh, I guess I don't really have much. Sorry. I just I just got dates and stuff that I need to plug. So tell me, what yeah. did you do this last week? Uh, well, uh, well, I just wanted to say that some of the things that you guys check out out there in the world, if you haven't. Um, that new Pusha T album, pretty good. Uh, it's almost dry. Came out today. Um, I am a sucker for Pharrell's production. Uh, and also I feel like Pharrell pulled, um, a kind of songwriting style out of push that wasn't there before. He actually has some choruses, which is really cool. Um, and, uh, and there's just some really, really cool. Like it's, fully produced by yay and Pharrell. Um, and, uh, it's except for one song that has uh Nego that's off of the Nego tape. Um, but, uh, I think that was probably also co-produced by Pharrell, um, because Pharrell and Nego and clips, they all work together a bunch. Uh, anyway, uh, plus mm-hmm. it's got, you know, a malice feature than uh, the clips, the clips back together. Uh, actually not just like on Jesus is King where they, um, kind of were just thrown on there. It's a full song with me, uh, with uh, Malice and Push. Um, and you've got some other cool features. The J feature on uh, on wrist and neck is pretty dope. Um, but yeah, it's really good. Uh, I'm enjoying it so far. Um, so if you like Push T, I'm sure you won't be disappointed. Uh, also, Vince Staples' Ramona Park Broke My Heart is excellent. Excellent. Um Back-to-back bangers from from uh, Mr. Staples. Uh, I loved the self-title last year, and Ramona Park Broke My Heart is just uh, heightened songwriting, heightened bars. The beat selection is excellent. If you're a fan of Vince Staples, uh, it is uh, a treat. I really enjoy that. And then for those who enjoy some pop punk alternative, whatever, uh, an album that dropped earlier, uh, I, I think it was last year actually, but I've been really revisiting. It's a band that I love that I've loved since I was um, probably like 20 years old. Uh, you, me, and everyone we know, something heavy. If you like kind of like more uh, emo, pop punky, but really smart, witty, uh, lyrical content and just kind of interesting songwriting. It's really good. Those are three things that have been on my rotation, but I do want to talk about something that you have seen. And now I have seen, uh, and we won't do an episode uh, yeah. on it, but the Batman, cause it's on crave now mm-hmm. leftist yeah. Batman kicks ass. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, Fuck it. Yeah. Leftist emo Batman. He's out here. I actually really liked it. I thought uh, Otis and I had a long conversation after I watched it about where we think the trilogy will go, but we would be happy if this was just a standalone film um, because uh, it's just really well made, um, really, really self-contained. The Gotham in it is really cool. Um, The young Batman, early Batman uh, kind of aesthetic him still working through his trauma, him still figuring out how to be Batman and how to be a detective. And the fact that this is really a detective movie, this movie is more like seven than it is like, uh, you know, infinity war or something. It's, it's a really uh, dark. Yeah. Like I was saying, like describing to you, like there's a lot of comparison, David Fincher and those are 100% like accurate. Yeah. Apt, apt comparisons. Yeah. It's, it is really good. Uh, wanted to, to shout out uh, Colin Farrell for his Penguin is crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. I haven't been seeing a lot of love for that online. It's all everybody's just talking about Robert Pattinson and um, um, and Paul Dano. Uh, Paul Dano and and uh, yeah. who's the, is it? Zoe Kravitz. Oh is yeah, that? Zoe Kravitz. Just it's an absolute fucking killer. Oh, yeah, killer. She's so hot in that movie. She, well, killer. she's just hot in, like life, um, but like. She is. I think she is the hottest Catwoman. Uh, yeah, the whole thing. All, all of them. Like, I'm not gonna lie. I'm. I've. I've had a crush on Anne Hathaway for so long, and I love Anne Hathaway. I also love Michelle Pfeiffer. I also love Halle Berry. All the Catwomen are hot, but. <laughs> oh, Zoe Kravitz really revs your engine, eh? <laughs> oh, she gets me burned. Um, gets me burned. Yeah, no. The, I, everybody in the movie just. Great job. Um, and it's it's a really, <laughs> I, I hate to break it to all the people who might be watching this who are more of a cut from the conservative cloth, but it is really a leftist movie. Like it, it's about corruption, about kind of greed and capitalism and the elites failing uh, cities being failed by by its infrastructure. It's got mass shootings. It's got conspiracy nut jobs who have yeah, YouTube but, accounts. <laughs> but Bruce is also just a sad billionaire. Like he is just a yeah, sad yeah. billionaire. Like that's like <laughs> I don't know. It, it it is. It's it's also it at the same time. His, the portrayal was like cool because I like the dark gritty Batman. I love that. I love the Frank Miller stuff. I love you know when. Batman is portrayed as a fucking detective because believe it or not, the DC in DC stands for detective comics because Batman was a fucking detective. And in the last 10 years, he's done very little detective work. (laughs) This one, this one is a lot of scenes of him actually at crime scenes, like examining evidence, finding shit. Like it was like, Oh yeah, he's an actual detective. His technology is you know, it's bat, it's bat tech, but at the same time, it's like practical. Yeah, and it's I like, like that. I like the fact that the the tech in this movie was not. Uh, it's not like, oh, Mr. Wayne, look at this giant plane that can go invisible. It's a stealth. It's a stealth plane that we have. We call it the bat. <laughs> it's it's like he's like, yeah, I've got a tuned up uh, muscle car and like a couple little gadgets, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> 
and a yeah. notepad. <laughs> That's, he's not like uh, Nolan's Batman who has like, uh, hey, do you happen to have some way you could pick me up from the air from a plane? Uh, also, I need like a stealth suit somehow that can fly, that can do, and none of that. No, none of that. Mm-hmm. Um not to yeah. say I don't like the Nolan movies. I just, you know, the idea of stringing together a bunch of cell phones to make echolocation uh, is just like, that's not really him being a detective. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's just it's not like, him. Yeah. It's, just it's like, not him. I have writing. a lot of good technology. Look at me. Yeah. It's I'm rich and I can afford all these things. And he has the Tumblr, which is cool. You know, the Tumblr is iconic, but in this movie, it's literally just like, I'm going to strap a jet engine on a, on a, on a charger <laughs> mm-hmm. and see what happens. <laughs> it's pretty sick. Um, yeah, no, I agree. We're in agreement. Uh, see the Batman if you can. I also watched Spider-Man No, no Way Home. I gotta say, uh, this might be kind of uh, not, people might come for me for this. Not as good as I thought it was going to be. I don't know. Everybody was talking about how amazing it was and great. And I just think that you guys were, uh, this is a little bit of a nostalgia uh, high. Coming. I think, yeah, I think people are just really horny for Batman or fuck, sorry, for, for all the Spider-Mans being on screen. It's like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm not going to get that horny for Alfred Like, he's kind of sick. But like, you know, I'll, I'll get really horny for Tobey Maguire, though. Like, hell yeah. No, it was good. I'm not saying that it wasn't an enjoyable watch. I just, the way that it was talked about online and the way that everybody was going crazy about it. And then I watched it and I was like, yep, that is what it is. You know, like, yeah, I, I I think the whole, the thing was, is that like very much spectacle thing. If it's the whole era of like, okay, COVID's finally done. That was kind of a first big movie of getting people back into movies. Then, you know, there was the whole, you know, worst kept secret in Hollywood. Of like, is it all the Spider-Mans? Are they doing the multiverse? Blah, 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 blah. It's like, yes, obviously all the fucking Spider-Mans are going to be here, okay? Jamie Foxx ruined this two years ago, okay? We all know it's going to happen. Like, Jamie Foxx couldn't keep, keep his mouth shut. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, it's, it is it is what it is. If you like, it was fine. It was good. I mean, I didn't. Yeah. It's is just, that on Disney now? Uh, no, I just rented it. It's available for rent. Uh, okay. But like, it's fine. Yeah. Like, it's it was worth the watch. Like, it's, you know, it's cool. It was cool to see Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina and Jamie Foxx and, and Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Like it was mm-hmm. cool. It was fine. You know, like it was like, okay, yeah, this is pretty sick. Like I think that the, yeah. that having not seen it in theaters and not being as like, and having lived through the, oh, okay, well, yes, they did the multiverse. Yes, they did that. And this, that, and the other thing, uh, it, it, you know, it lessened the, I feel like if I had seen it when it just came out, I would have felt that kind of like, Ooh, electricity in it about in the air about the multiverse and all that stuff. But it, it came out months and months ago. Everybody already knows now, uh, you know, I've seen gifts and, and scenes on Twitter and all that stuff. So I watched it and it was, it was fine. It was good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. I like what they're doing with the multiverse, but then I watched the Batman the next day and I was like, eh. I like the Batman a bit more. If I'm going to be honest, I was more engaged in, in the Batman. Mm-hmm. And, and I just thought the art direction and the direction that they're taking it was really cool. And yeah, so it's not Spider-Man no way home, not bad, but I was a little bit, I think it was a little bit overhyped, I guess is what I'm trying yeah. to say. 
Um, Fair. And last but not least, before if you have no things that you're watching or doing whatever, uh, the I'm rewatching Community, and I just wanted to say I forgot how funny that show was. Um, I'm yeah. I, I'm really enjoying rewatching Community. I just decided yeah. one day to put it on, and I forgot how uh, how funny that show was. Yeah, no, Dan Harmon is probably one of the funniest TV writers of all time. Like between Community and like Rick and Morty, like. He's fucking nailing it. And he also was a writer on the Sarah Silverman program, which is actually a really funny show for like a lot of it hasn't aged well because well, Sarah Silverman's comedy just hasn't aged well because it was edgelords before edgelord existed. But like, and it's also funny seeing Sarah, Sarah Silverman's act, her, her act is being an edgelord, but then her in real life is like a fucking super left liberal sort of dumbass. It's just kind of funny. I don't know. It's just like, oh, isn't like your funniest bit about you saying the N word and like wearing blackface, but like, I don't know, I guess whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't really know much about Sarah Silverman, so her uh, her whole act was that she was like a snobby, bratty, stupid Jewish princess, and that like she was like, oh, I don't really, and um, like she just she played it off as dumb, and like that was her whole character. But now she doesn't she doesn't do that character anymore, and it's it's just it's just really weird. It's just really, it's just I don't know. I don't know. It, it would I, be I would... like like it would be like I don't know if Andrew Dice Clay out of nowhere is just like. Hey, I'm just a guy named Andrew. Uh, Dice doesn't exist. And uh, let me just tell you about going to the grocery store today. And it's like, is he going to do the nursery rhymes? And it's like, he doesn't do the nursery rhymes. You'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Anyways, well, yeah. I guess she decided to change or retire that or whatever. But yeah, no, Community. It's funny, though, because Community is only, what, like 10 years old? It came out in like 2010 yeah. or something like that uh, or 2011 or something. And, uh, and it's only 10 years old and there's stuff in there that probably, uh, there would, people would take offense at now. So, I mean, today you couldn't make Pierce, you could not write that character, a character that is specifically a caricature of a racist old man. Like, (laughs) but it's funny though. (laughs) He is a hilarious character. And it's also funny because Chevy Chase is literally a senile old racist man. Yeah. So it's kind of funny. And that's why Chevy Chase ends up leaving the show because, you know, Dan Harmon was basically just making fun of him through his writing the entire time. Yeah. the, The also community, the fucking production of that show should have a documentary. The amount of times that show got canceled, Dan Harmon got fired, fucking Chevy Chase left the show. Then, you know, they came back and then Donald Glover left because he was more famous than the fucking show. Like, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a, it's, yeah, there's definite, there's a definite drop in, um, uh, in quality after the first like three seasons. Uh, the, I would say the fifth and sixth season after it was originally, I think those are the two sort of comeback seasons that apparently I've never watched them, but, uh, the first three seasons of that show are fantastic. Yeah. First three seasons are great. Um, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. I got nothing to, uh, to pitch and sell, uh, uh, to, uh, I mean, I'm going to drop a new single from, uh, from, from on infinite repeat, uh, either next week or the week after I've got, uh, some Palm reader music coming, whatever uh, you just go on, just look on our SoundCloud. We got a bunch of stuff, uh, that came out in the last couple months. That's dope to look at. 
check out the anxiety weekend singles. Dr. Meads put out his two tales of revenge, your client, uh, those mm-hmm. bang. Um, and, uh, uh and Wednesday dropped a sick single as oh, well. Yeah, yeah, April yeah. 15th. There's a lot of good music that dropped that day. Um, uh, yeah, I got a couple dates of things that I would like to plug. Um, so firstly, for myself, uh, I have some comedy dates coming up locally. Um, so I'll be in Kitchener is this April 28th. So that's next Thursday at Falls Road on Victoria. That's part of Black Ball Comedy. Um, I'm not sure if that's free or not, or if you got to buy tickets, whatever. I don't know. Fucking Google it. Uh, and then May 17th, I'll be at the Duke of Wellington in Waterloo uh, as part of Fever Dream Comedy. Uh, the homies Lindsay and uh, Renee host that show. I've been to the first two shows. It's fucking great. Um, yeah, it's probably right now. I think it's probably probably going to be one of the best shows running in Waterloo because um, so far it's been only going a month and it's going steady and it's doing well. And shout out to Lindsay and Renee. Those are dudes. So hell yeah. And then that's for comedy. And then, oh boy, in June, some big dates in June. Um, so the first big one, June 16th, Snowblinded is having its world premiere at the Apollo in Kitchener. Um, the Apollo is right downtown. It's the old gig, the old Chrysalis Theater. If you've been to any fucking hardcore shows downtown, you know what the fucking gig is. If you're not, you're a fucking poser. Suck it. Uh, yeah, it's at the <laughs> Apollo now. Uh, tickets are available online. Um, I believe you can go to like snowblindedfilm.com or snowblinded.com. But anyway, it'll link you to Eventbrite and tickets are available through that. I think they're like 12 bucks or whatever, something like that. Yeah, and if you want to totally get, get a chance to meet uh, us in person, uh, we'll be there. Both be there. We might even make some content. Might make some uh, clandestine mm-hmm. uh, uh, bird protocol uh uh, content to share on some some uh, episode. Yeah, and I'm sure uh, you know if it would only make sense. We'll probably do an episode with Brian, the writer and director of Snowblinded. Around then, I have some of you know we might maybe we'll do a Snowblinded episode. Maybe we'll talk about one of the movies that heavily influenced Snowblinded: Cough, Cough, Evil Dead, Cough, Cough, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Cough, Cough. Um, uh, maybe we'll do that. Um, I don't know, but they, yeah, after that, there's Q and A of cast and crew. I'll be there. Yeah, the movie has my original score. Ninety minutes of original fucking music, baby. Let's do it. And then, baby, I'm not done with these fucking plugs right now. June twenty sixth, <laughs> my boy, Dan McLeod's film Regicide. That shit is premiering at the Princess. Hell yeah, that's the movie I worked on last summer. That was hell, probably the funnest 10 days ever. Uh, We fucking sweated our balls, vaginas, tits, chests. All of our things got sweated off. It was so fucking hot working for those 10 days in the middle of summer. Holy shit. But this movie, it's ready. June 26th, Princess Cinema will have a premiere. Uh, I think that one's like 10 bucks. Q&A cast and crew again so yeah 
comedy shows coming up, two movie premieres. Um, yeah, we'll drop those links in the bio. And you know what? If you can't make them, hopefully these movies still they'll be around somehow, some other way. But hey, if you want to check them out, first thing, these are the dates. June 16th, Snow Blinded. June 26th, Regicide. Yeah. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, we got two movies. He's got some comedy shows. I got some music. Uh, looks the future's bright. Future's bright right now. Um, uh, yeah, get those tickets. Go see. Uh, come to the premieres. Uh, we will both be at both of them. Um, and uh, and uh, there will be some content coming out of that one way or another. And I'm sure we'll talk to Brian. We'll talk to uh, a bunch of different people, and it'll be a, a hell of a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I guess that's it. Anxiety Weekend, Palm Reader on streaming services. Check out Dr. Meats on streaming services. Um, and that's, I think that's pretty much a, a, all of it. I'm at P-A-L-M-R-E-A-D-R on Instagram. Uh, it's Palm Reader without the last E. Uh, and I'm at P-L-M-R-D-R on Twitter. Where can they find you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Otis Morris Dude. And then also go on to YouTube and look up Otterman Media. I'm starting a new, I guess, media company. This is where all, you know, my clients like Dr. Meats, he's doing all his drops through Otterman Media. If I decide to do any sort of film, short films, whatever, any sort of stuff, it's going to be through the Otterman Media YouTube page. Go on there, give them a follow. The music video for Hook the Barber 50, which I filmed and animated, is on there. So shout out Dr. Meats. Give that a like and subscribe. Um, and yeah, uh, I might also be putting some Snowblinded score music up on there. I just need to, you know, work out the details with Brian. And, you know, maybe I'll be dropping some instrumental fucking groovy horror sounds for you guys, maybe. I don't know how to describe the fucking music I made for this movie. It's really one of a kind. I fucking, I just want to show you guys, but I, you know, I don't want to show, I need, I need, I need to talk to Brian and figure out what I can release. Cause I'm sure there's some music where he's like, no, no, people, people need to be in the fucking theater to hear this madness. Yeah. And I'm like, and I, and I agree. Some of these, you need to pay the fucking $12 to get a seat and listen to it. You're not, you can't, you're not listening to this on your little fucking earbuds. No, you're going to hear it in a fucking theater the way it's supposed to be heard, but I'll give you a little taste. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> so they'll be chasing Follow Otterman you, you Media, get, yeah, YouTube, Otis yeah. Morris Dude, Twitter, Instagram. Anyways, yeah. give him a little taste, and they'll be chasing the dragon all the way to the Apollo Cinema, formerly yeah. the gig. Get your asses yeah. there. Okay, that's all. Remember, initiate yeah. the protocol. Peace out. Bye. Bye.